Welcome to Chasing Life, episode 20 for September 18th, 2023. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Three weeks? Yeah, three weeks since we recorded, so it took a little bit to record, uh, to edit the last episode and get it out, but <clears throat> the fall has been proving to be a little harder to get. Well, <laughs> and I don't feel like it's even that we're that busy. Like... I feel like we were busier during hay. during hay season, but like, I think it's just that we're so tired <laughs> and I feel like we say this every week, but we're in a really hard season with the boys. I mean, like it's still not in the same one. It's so. not getting better. No one's sleeping at nighttime. I think Hudson's Bo, having got new teeth. Bo's getting teeth. We think Hudson is, has started school. So I think that period of transition has been difficult for him so he's been I don't know that acting out is the right word um, or the right term but he is definitely he's definitely having a hard time processing the change and so as a result has been needing a lot more attention but that doesn't always come out in a pleasant way <laughs> that's an understatement that's an understatement so we kind of have a new family rhythm Hudson is in his Waldorf kindergarten three days a week, which has, it's great. Like the Waldorf school itself is lovely. Seven kids. Miss Jan's a saint. We've talked about Miss Jan already, but like now that he's there and he's going, I, I don't, I don't regret our decision. Like, I think it's, it's the right decision for him to be there. I think we just need to figure out how to have consistent communication with him when he's at home and transition between school school and home home. so because the ride home is treacherous yeah we've reached out for some resources jan does um parent consulting and i kind of said to her like once you get settled with the new rhythms of her teaching because this is the first time that she's taught kindergarten well, not the first time she's taught kindergarten, first time she's done it on her own in this way. So it's a new system and routine for her. So I just said, when you're ready, we'd like some guidance. For consistency. And... Well, and I just feel like yeah. I want to do differently, but I don't know how. Like, all I know is that I don't want to to be the parent that I've been. Yeah, I haven't necessarily been, I've said it, I think I've said it to you, I've said it to a few people, like, I haven't been the most proud of the way that we've been handling either one of them. I I think it's made even harder by the lack of sleep and the lack of help. Yeah. Like, we don't have help. We can sneak away for the odd evening here and there. When, and we, I think we've been doing a really good job of getting away once a week for a date night. Better now than in months past. Yeah, last I was kind of, of thinking back on it. And it's been once a week for the past like six or eight weeks, which is, that's good. Like I'm proud of us, but it's, you know, it's always an evening out to go and do something like to go to dinner, to go to a football game, to go to a house party, to go to a, you know, a thing. It's never just to like chill. That's what we need. Yeah. Well, we're looking forward to a couch. Yeah. So, I mean, that's more work for now. Like, 
we ripped the temporary wall down out of the living room on Sunday. Bill's dad came over. I, I say that we don't have help, and then I say that Bill's dad came <laughs> over and helped. But um, he, we don't have help with the boys. We don't have grandparents that help out with the boys. Um, but your dad came over and helped rip the wall down, and so we're getting ready to get our living room back, which we're both pretty excited about. <laughs> it's been two years without a couch or a place other than the kitchen to sit together and gather. So that'll be nice. The rec room in the basement is bad. Yeah, but I don't like it. I don't like going down there. I don't like it. And it's nice. Like it's a, we finished it. Like it's a nice room. It's clean. It doesn't stink like a basement. It's just a mountain of kids toys and broken It's never tidy. I feel like I, every time I go down there, when I do want to go down, I have to tidy it up. And so I, I just kind of put blinders on when I walk past it when I'm going to the laundry room because I just can't look at it I just don't understand how it happens like it's a disaster all the time and there's not much in there like so Sunday morning dad came over we tore the drywall off pulled the insulation out pulled all the walls down cleaned everything up that actually I was expecting the drywall removal to be way messier yeah it was actually not as dirty and dusty as I thought he did a really good job. And you guys banged out painting it real quick. I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. <laughs> that H- happened fast. Hannah came Our- over. I sent her a text message in, in the afternoon around two o'clock when the wall was down and we were kind of like just in a lull in the middle of the afternoon. I said, hey, do you want to come over and help me paint? And she said, sure. I said, well, I don't have paint yet. So like pump the brakes. And, and she, she was didn't, here. <laughs> well, she didn't get that text message or she got it and she was like, just kept coming so we ended up going to the hardware store and picking up what we needed to Slid get started into the, on the, on the, we got there at on three. The three and a half hour they close at four <laughs> they close at four and we got there at 350 mix well, this we had paint picked by 350 yeah. so i kind of said to the one girl who was working and we we know one of the girls who works there so i said where's wendy she's like she's up at cash why i'm like is it too late for me to get some paint mixed She's like, no, it's fine. So, and we were out at three fifty nine. <laughs> I should check the receipt. You shake, I'll pay. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we were out pretty quick. So, we, the color that we ended up choosing was called Silver Fox. I think you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> like I need some just for men or something. No, you don't. I like it. <laughs> Thank um, you. it's good paint. I like the color. Yeah, it's, it's nice. subtle. It's a silvery bluish gray. Yeah. It's really nice. So the couch that we have coming is from a company called Cozy, which is... We are excited, but we are... We don't know. What do you mean? Do you know anybody who has a Cozy couch? No. Um, It's it's, it's Cozy. I don't know. I'm hoping it's Cozy. I hope it's Cozy. Um, It's a company from Montreal, and it looks to be well-built. Our kids are going to put it to the test because the boys are pretty rough. The structure looks like it's... Like the the cross section on the website looks like it's cut from it's made from like actual wood like two by sixes maybe like it looked pretty sturdy. Mm. So we'll put it to the we'll find test. out. The D's boys will be the quality control. Yeah, so we got a like a giant couch. It's like six by twelve or something. It's a big modular U shaped couch. So we've got that in one half of the the I'm new expanded living room. I'm super excited about the chair. And we're gonna get a television. I don't give a rip about the television. I honestly don't care. Like, it'll be nice to sit and like, you know, fall asleep on the couch watching a show instead of falling asleep in bed watching a show. But yeah. I'm looking forward to 
like you want to do coffee house Sundays. Yeah, we talked a while ago. It was like kind of like at the end of COVID when we're like, we don't care anymore. We miss people. We said like, we've got this giant coffee bar with like a big espresso machine and all sorts of pour overs, all sorts of coffee tools and stuff like that. I'm like, what if we just, and it was at like, I saw a reel online somewhere that was like, mm-hmm. this, it was like, you know, people don't do stuff anymore. Da, 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 da. So one of our friends in his apartment just decided to hold a coffee house like every other Sunday. So I said like, what if, well, maybe not that aggressive, but like once a month or so, we'll just like yeah. call it a coffee house. We'll go buy a whole pile of like espresso beans and all sorts of other stuff. Put some records on. Throw some records on and just like have an open house. Just say like, hey, from, from like on. 10 o'clock till, you know, one o'clock, we're going to have a coffee no, house. No, pump gonna... the brakes, homie. We'll have people in our house from 10 until... From 9 until 11, then GTFO, and let us get our kids down for a nap so that we can chill on the couch and enjoy our coffee buzz. So, yeah, that'll be, uh, it'll be a fun little thing. I'm excited for the blue velvet chair. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to get the record. So Hudson brought me a record this morning. Hmm. It was actually one of the Eric Church records that we I saw it sitting by the coffee machine. He's like, what is this? Hmm, Like, that's that's how people used to listen to music, Hudson. That's vinyl, baby. Um, We have Beastie Boys. Licensed to ill on record. A Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique. We got that, like the complete Tragically Hip. Um, I was Stapleton. just thinking because he likes to dance to girls. So yeah. it would be fun to put that record on. <laughs> do, do, do. They have a special little dance they do for the song. Do, 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 Bo does his little like arm, arm pumping. pump thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that'll be nice to have, especially going into winter. Well, and to have a... Sp- uh, to have a space to decorate again like yes i did the kitchen and decorated the kitchen but like that's all um i don't know like hardscape so to speak whereas like decorating in the living room will be throw cushions and cozy blankies and a rug i'm gonna buy a rug for the boys play area so we're going through a massive purge of all the toys and and books i'm on the books now i was I was going to go back into the start on the porch again and start doing a massive overhaul of that stuff, but I guess it'll have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so is that it for the house? I don't know. I, I don't have so. anything else on my list. So we put the weaning ring in oh, Lionel's yes. nose. Oh, that was and Sunday morning. Lionel update. We, um, he lost his sack. His sack finally, finally fell off. Took a lot longer than we ever imagined. Yeah, it was more like six or eight weeks. Yeah. Took a minute. So he is now sackless. Um, And I wasn't really sure what to think about the wound. So I have a spray bottle full of um, iodine that I've been spritzing on him. I'll have to find another way to get that done because now that he's <laughs> he's not nursing, uh, I don't have him to... He, he He's not... So what I would do is spray his wound... While he was nursing, because he would stand still him. enough that I could, you know, make sure that I got a, you know, good spray and good coverage. But now that he's not nursing, I'm going to have to find a new way to do that. So we put this spiky weaning ring in his nose on Sunday. Yeah. So we like threw a rope around his neck, tied him to a post. <laughs> and I went through a whole process trying to like get this thing into them. I, mean, I think it's meant for calves that are much, much smaller well, than Lionel. Not only that, typically, like, people that are doing this, like, would put them in a calf chute, lock sure. them down. Yeah. 
like their head, they can't move their head much. They can't. We're the idiots that wait until he weighs 500 pounds to. I I wouldn't be. He's north of four, probably. He's huge. (laughs) He's almost as big as Ruby. He's getting there, yeah. So he was trying to nurse on her this morning and I was watching him and he's up to her hip for sure. He's only, he's about a hand short. Yeah. (laughs) He's a a big boy. So yeah, we, uh, we kind of roped him up. So he was kind of like somewhat locked down well and then he fell down once and i was like oh perfect get the twine that i gathered up to tie his feet together and we couldn't find the twine it was a bit of a circus yeah. i mean it was last minute it was like i would hey, expect we should do nothing this. less <laughs> <laughs> we took advantage of your dad being here to hang out with the boys because trying to do that job during the week when we all have places to go is like and especially when you put a timeline on something like that like, we didn't know how long that was going to take. It didn't take that long, but like... Could have been a half hour. Yeah. Try to do that on a Monday morning when everybody's got to be somewhere by 8 o'clock. Like, it's just... Can't... There's so, not enough hours in the morning. So we got it in. He was funny yesterday when I when I threw him. So we do a little bit of fermented grain at night. Um, just a little treat. Helps get him into the barn. Helps handle... That's, to be honest with you, halfway it's for us because they look forward to it. So they, they kind of go where they need to go mm-hmm. rather than have to have to whack him into place and uh we uh i watched him when i put the when he went in there he was like he did it he was able to get it but he took a couple of runs with his nose in the dish before he kind of figured out how to like set it down and then like get his mouth in the oh, green that so that makes me sad he did it like he got Goodbye. it it was gone this morning so he was trying so hard to nurse on ruby he was trying to like turn his head sideways <laughs> and like get the teat in the side of his without mouth it touching so that it it wouldn't touch. So it's a little clamp that basically clamps into their two nostrils, like pretty, like pretty non-invasive, really. It's just like, and it's not even clamped in. It's just kind of like you open it up, you get it in there. So it kind of closes enough that it doesn't pop out. It's got a little nut to tighten down on it. Yeah. There's no pressure on the nope. center of it. Like it doesn't squeeze his nose. Yeah. yeah. So, and then it's basically just like, it looks kind of odd, really. Like, yeah, it looks like the claws that you use to shred your pulled pork yeah like it like like, like meat claws, claws. <laughs> meat claws and the, but it's upturned and the idea on the, the front of it it's got a handful of little like and they're they're not Spikes. crazy sharp but they're enough to it's uncomfortable not and the idea is when he goes to nurse it bumps into her udder and she kind of like boots him out of the way um i would like to bang your nut sack with that and you tell me how how <laughs> bad they are there's the title bang your nut sack <laughs> He doesn't have one to bang, so... No, but I'm saying, yeah. like, I imagine that her udder is sensitive tissue that, like... I mean, if... when, when I say when I say it's not that sharp, like, it's not it's not sharp, sharp enough to cause damage on or anything. It's just a little poke and uncomfortable, so she'll, like... Uh-huh. She, I, I was surprised at how tolerant she was this morning. Like, yeah. she was letting him give it the old college try, <laughs> like... <laughs> so... It was frustrating. So we got that on him. Frustrating so, to watch. I was like, oh man, poor Lionel, poor Ruby. Like Ruby, just run. Like just kick him in the face and run. So a couple of days, he's been weaned off. Not just any. like one day. One, like one. Well, we did it Sunday morning well, yeah. and it's now, but yeah, it was yesterday morning. Yeah. That Sunday was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure was. <laughs> um, So I milked her this morning and I got about two liters more than I had been getting. I think the reason why we were so motivated to wean Lionel now is that we had Ruby bread again yeah. um, on August 29th. I looked on the calendar. So a day after we recorded and uh, we had Sarah from East Gen come out and inseminate Ruby with some Angus sperm again. And 
Um, I don't know that it took, I don't know. She, she's kind of showing signs of heat again. So I don't know. I think that Lionel is made between Lionel being with her all day and us milking her. I think she's just having a hard time keeping up and fertility is the first thing that yeah. drops off. So that it was kind of our motivator to, to we finally get him weaned. Yeah. Mammals in general aren't as fertile while they're feeding, while they're breastfeeding. Turns out I am. <laughs> I said, in general, aren't as. <laughs> Doesn't mean they're not. Just, it's usually. Just so as to not confuse anyone, I got pregnant with Bo while we were, yeah. while I was nursing Hudson still. Yeah. And I was crestfallen because I, I wanted to nurse Hudson until he was two years old. And I, I almost made it. Yeah. I was about three weeks shy. Anyway, um, so that was part of the reason. The other reason is that he's just getting so damn big. And when he headbutts Ruby's udder, he knocks her off her balance. Like yeah. he's so much bigger than she is that he's he's just a brute. Like, yeah. so it was time to give her a little bit of a break and get him off of her. So we'll see what happens. I hope, I don't know. I'm thinking that maybe I'll give Brad a ring tomorrow and let him know that I don't think that she's in heat. Maybe Sarah can slip by and check her and or maybe brad can i don't know somebody slip by and check her and see if she's pregnant and if not yeah. i don't know maybe it's time to talk to the vet or wait one more cycle getting close to pulling the trigger though yeah the problem is you don't want to have a calf in the, the heat of the summer it's hard on it's hard on them it's fly season i think i talked about this last time it's hard on mom. It's hard on baby. Yeah. And then likewise, you don't really want to have a baby going into the winter. So, I mean, our next best time would be to wait until she would be due in like September. September would be ideal. It cools off enough. But but then that depends means her, the, depends that means on the her September. drying off period isn't going to happen until July or August. And then that means that we don't get a winter holiday unless we have somebody to come in milk for a wintertime holiday. And by then, like, again, having Lionel weaned, I milked her twice today. Yeah. So I don't want to get into the habit of milking twice a day. I just didn't, she was really full and I didn't want to put her to, in her stall at nighttime like that. So I don't know. I don't want to milk twice a day, but I also want Ruby to be healthy. So yeah. yep. I don't know what to do. We're at a bit of another, we're at another crossroad where it's another lesson to learn because we haven't gone through a full calving lactation breeding back calving cycle like there's going to be things that are still new in this whole process so including baleage we've unwrapped some baleage and man does it smell good put it down for ruby she loves it yeah she does it's good lionel does too yep they should so top shelf stuff it's top shelf it smells like top shelf stuff it smells actually like a little boozy yeah. and a little bourbony delicious so um yeah so that's good and it's really cool the way that we've been opening the bales so because we had them shrink wrapped shrunk wrapped um we just kind of slice the top you slice the top of it off like a can opener yep. and then just pop the top off and then we just leave the bale inside the plastic pull it from the middle and it's kept everything really nice and tidy i yeah. like that yeah the second bale is not quite as our bale consistency is not great so some of them are a little tighter wrapped than others so a little harder to get the well it's and depending sorry did you say that it's um inconsistent yeah that's the same yeah. the, the bale is the baler is was i think i'm better at it now but this is still first cut stuff is a little more uh, 
inconsistent some of the bales are. Like, there's some probably 20-pound swing in what the bale weighs. Oh, for sure, at, and, at least. And also, the outer layer is holding water. Mm-hmm. When it rains, it collects inside of some of the water layers. So before I even put it on the gator, I backed the gator right up, and there was like, a, there's literally like a, looked like a water balloon hanging off the bottom. You slice it open? So I just poked it, yeah. drained all the water out, flipped it onto the gator. The gator is about the right height. The problem is when when we stack them three high like that, they're right in line with the gator. You can just like flip it right on. Mm-hmm. And then the the uh, the gate at the back here, when you take the top board off, it's exactly the right height yeah. to just flip it off and Perfect. then roll it in. So handling's not so bad, but when we get off the top rows, it's going to get a little <laughs> bit tougher. Have to lift so. them up and in. They're still manageable for me anyways. We just yeah. have to stay enough ahead of it because I'm not sure that you're going to be able to, the, especially the heavier bales, you're going to have a little bit of a harder time. Yeah. Especially with the wrap on it. You can't, there's nowhere to, to hold nowhere it. Nowhere to grab it. I wonder if we get a couple of those like old school hooks though. There are some somewhere. Yeah, we had some. They used to decorate the interior of the house. Oh, good Lord. I don't know where they went. I have an idea yeah. <laughs> where so, they went. So about, what's two, a week and a half ago? Was it last weekend we did that? Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot longer than mm-hmm. last weekend. So we uh, we had our broilers at about like 11 weeks. They made it to their finish date. Yeah. We no didn't, coyotes. Didn't lose any to heart failure or coyotes. And uh, so we had a bit of a, a, a butchering party. So I came home like... 11 o'clock the one day got things set up and it was uh, friday because we yeah. had that's when we had um yeah so we had a little guy come to help out and he was super into it one of mm-hmm. our one of our friends who has some layers who's kind of getting into the whole like chickens and like doing their own meat type of thing mm-hmm. doing their own food um also homeschool family um and then we had our friend michelle from the people that we bought our new friends well i guess we've known them for now for a couple of years well a year not like we bought that yeah, it would have been equipment last fall, in right? fall in yeah. like winter yeah. last year. So uh, we've seen them a few times since then. They're a bit of a bit of a hike away. They're not like in the neighborhood, but it was like 40, 40 minutes or yeah. so. So uh, not too far. They when we were through talking to her a while ago, she was uh, also interested in learning how to process everything. She said uh, her they read some book. I can't remember the name of it. I, I wouldn't mind finding it and putting it on the shelf. But um, she said like it's got personality types and it's not like the. It's not like the, uh, the like businessy types or the like love language types. What are you saying? This I book, don't... she was telling while we were doing this, she was telling us, tell me about this book that she read for this book club that her and a bunch of her friends have, and it was like the different types. And she said like ours, like Yumi and Cherries would be the pioneers. Oh, okay. So and she was like very into it, and she had no hesitations about most of it. So I grabbed about the processing. You're jumping back and forth between talking about the book and then butchering, but you're not like pulling it together. So she was saying like, like she's really into like the kind of figuring out all of the like old ways and the the pioneering type of stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, so we invited her over and, um, we kind of organized everything for, for one o'clock and sure enough, like basically one o'clock, everybody kind of rolled in. And, uh, luckily we had just moved the broilers like right next to where we typically butcher. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of convenient and it was kind of, didn't even think of it beforehand. That wasn't on the radar. But they were literally, what, 15, 20 steps away. Yeah, not too far. And, uh, of course, uh, the little guy that was helping us was a pretty good chicken catcher. So <laughs> he was responsible for, for grabbing the chickens, bringing them over. Um, I showed them kind of how to do it the first couple of times. And uh, so we did, I think, three or four of our birds. To, and then we kind of showed them the process of that. And you showed her, uh, Michelle, and, and uh, how to pluck them and everything, scald them and pluck them mm-hmm. um, to get them started. And then we throw them in some cold water. 
typically do all the dispatch and plucking. And then as you're plucking the last few, I move on to starting to gut them and break them all down and everything. So we showed her that. We showed her that kind of process. We did half. We did eight of our birds yeah. that day. So we showed her that process with a few birds. And then we grabbed, she had brought and she had a few, few like little, just birds that she needed to get rid of, kind of practice birds, so to speak. So some, some silkies that were past laying and a, and a, a few roosters. roosters. Um, what were the silkies like? Um... Uh, like they had the fluffy little feet stuff like that they were and the meat is dark hey yeah they're, so they're actually um was that i do not know oh you know what that was that was a cat going up through the attic oh the old uh ductwork on the attic <laughs> um yeah they were it was a little weird because you would move you you had coaching to do so you kind of moved on when we got to those guys um yeah they were it is odd to see a like black and white speckled bird mm-hmm. go black. Yeah, it was kind of kind of off putting almost. But they yeah. say now I don't know because these were older birds, so I, they're they're probably not a good representation. But they say the meat on those ones is actually like really good. And when you go to like some of the Asian countries where like that type of odd stuff is yeah is uh know. it's kind of weird favored. Um, she said like it's prized there. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <clears throat> so we um. So anyway, so we grabbed a couple of her birds, threw them in the cone, <laughs> and I, I said to her, like, I, I threw it in the cone, and I was kind of getting ready to, to do the deed, and uh, I said to like, kind of looked over, I'm like, it's your bird, like, did you want to, is this part of the process that you wanted to do? And with no hesitation, she said, yep. Yeah, I, she watched you do one, and then... I handed, I, I reached, I like, handed the knife over to her, and I kid you not, she grabbed that thing, and I, she surprised me how fast it happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. You, yeah. like, really went for it. And, yep, she just had no problems. She did two or three of her birds, and then moved on to plucking them. And... Well, and she had said that her dad was a hunter, yeah. and she helped him do that process with geese yeah. and ducks that he had hunted. and. Yeah. I don't think the process is that different. No. Like degree, not kind, right? Like yeah. it's it's the same process. It's, you know, I think when you, if you can get over the hump of dispatching the animal, yes. that's the hardest part. Yep. And I think, you know, as long as it took us to get to the point where um, you were comfortable with using your really sharp knife to do that rather than shooting them... I think that this way is much more peaceful. Yeah. If, if With a well-placed shot, what you see after the shot is... I know, but even that part, like the flapping... It looks the, violent, but the bird's yeah. not conscious. I don't know about that. With a well-placed shot, the bird is not conscious. <sighs> I, I still think that this way is much more peaceful. I do think that we ended up not... You don't bruise the meat as much this way because they they're not moving around at all because they're confined to the cone it is yeah. better it is absolutely i'm not it is absolutely a better way like yeah. no question um and then two of <laughs> two of <laughs> her roosters got away from us got away and they're like i can't even remember like leg leg something not leg horn no something different leg bar leg bar i uh, think no. she was calling them they're still know. roaming doesn't the matter property. but they're still ripping around our property and we can't catch them they're so I mean, we haven't tried too much no. lately, but um, they're fast. They're quick little buggers. And um, uh, agile and actually capable of more flight than I've seen out of most birds. They were, f they're two roosters and they were fighting on the lawn at dinner time today. I mean, they don't have, they don't have spurs or anything. So they're, they're just, they're just. <laughs> they're, they're juveniles. Yeah. But... They're little juveniles just kind of like 
play and like how does how have the coyotes not got these two because they're doing a good job hiding well buggers because they're not sitting out in a pen confined they're actually getting up roosting i think in the in the bush out front there so we butchered our broilers and then so that was on the weekend friday saturday last weekend and then we picked up a lot of birds a lot of birds (laughs) on tuesday so i did some chicken math and because we lost the 13 of the last batch that we wanted to butcher we were behind our goal we wanted to have 40 birds in the freezer going into the winter time so we just butchered 16 so i ordered 24 day old broilers (laughs) that will be butchered when did you do did you do the count it'll be like the just before christmas actually yeah be like the 18th or 20th or so so that'll December. be interesting to process birds in the dead of winter we've done them in december oh, it we all did depends six it all we depends. did not do 24 <laughs> uh no the the whatever 15 that we did last fall we ended up butchering like uh was right at the end of november beginning of december really yeah now the weather it was like mild 15 degrees mm. and that's the that's the thing that you play with in november and december in southern ontario it could be it could be five below and you have a foot of snow. It could be 15 degrees and you're out with a sweatshirt or a t-shirt on. You um, never know. And then we also got 15 new laying hens. Yes, you got... Ready to lay birds. You got three different... I, mean, they're, they're, I got red sex link, black sex link, and blue azure. Yeah. So there's uh, unit three is currently occupied by 15 birds. Unit two still has our eight layers and a rooster. And then unit one still has our like... Not OG, but our way back birds. Scraggly ass. That, that laid zero eggs today. I just don't even know what I want to do with those. Like, yeah. how much soup can one make? Yes. Like, 16 scrawny, scraggly. Those are sasso, so they're not quite as scrawny. Ugh. But they are getting old. And they just look gross. Like, all of the hens are going to have holes in their sides from Hudson Roosters. mounting them. Because yeah. he did so much damage to them. So I don't know. I don't know what I want to do with them. I don't want to waste them, but anybody well, I mean, wants soup birds, let me know. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, even when we say waste them, because like we don't, we're pretty conservative when it comes to the, the um, like liver and hearts and stuff like that. If it's not like a perfect looking liver, we don't, we throw all of the, the guts away. But when I say I'll throw it all away, we still put it out back in a separate compost pile that we, that we have going. Um, so there's eventually going to be some very, very rich soil because mm-hmm. it does like break down into the soil. And so like, it's not a total waste. We bury the guts and the feathers and all of that stuff in a separate compost out back. That's mm-hmm. a little further from most of the animals and stuff because it does tend to attract. We've had coyotes digging that up before. Fucking coyotes. So, I mean, I also put my coyote trap right on top of where I bury it every time. So, yeah. So the day after Michelle came and processed birds with us, we... I made dinner yes. from the chicken that this we was epic. processed. So it was a meal almost entirely from the farm, except for the breadcrumbs, Parmesan cheese, and salt. So I made chicken Parmesan. So our chicken breasts. And I actually was successful making mozzarella cheese, which felt so good because I feel like it's evaded me for a while. So I made some yummy mozzarella and then tomato sauce from our garden because it feels like there's always a pot of sauce bubbling on the stove these days. And And then I made roasted potatoes. What else? I think that was it. 
Mm, I don't remember. I think we had a, maybe a salad or something too. I don't remember. But it was a meal like... A, 90% of the calories. Yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, we just need to figure out the grains next year. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be way too much work for too little yield. I like the, <laughs> the novelty of that, but we don't need to add one more <laughs> thing to our plate. Because then you're going to buy a fucking grain mill, and then you're going to expect me to mill my own grain like the little red hen, and no one's going to help me, but everybody's going to show up to eat my bread. But you'll be wearing the most beautiful, long, flowy dress. Can I get a colt? Like pistol? Yeah. Um, no, no, not until we have an election because <laughs> we don't own, we don't currently own that pistol and we are not allowed in our country to, uh, to buy pistols right now. We need, like I said, perhaps after an election, I'll get you a nice big shiny Colt. It is a terrible weapon, by the way. I don't <laughs> care. I, cool. I don't actually want a yeah. handgun. Um, you did some shooting on the weekend. We did. Uh, I mean. Not the least of which is hunting season's coming up. And mm-hmm. uh, we kind of, we were actually went to a house party with a friend, actually one of the members of the gym is a friend of ours. And uh, he's a bit of a gun guy. Um, and we were kind of shooting the shit. And you said, no, 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 no. That's not how this so went down. So the hunting part is there. But yes. no, previously to that, before my birthday, you had organized the guys to come over yes. and uh, and have a day of shooting in the afternoon. So Because we, we didn't really do much for your birthday. We went out for dinner together for your birthday and that was lovely. We went to Cast Iron Kitchen oh. and had... Oysters. <laughs> you misunderstood the oyster night as like dinner that also had oysters. And no, it is a dinner of oysters. Yeah, we ate about three dozen oysters three different ways, but it was it, lovely. It was it really was, nice. It was a, it is an experience. But, but because we didn't really like go away or do anything fun for your birthday, I organized some of the guys to, so get to blow shit up, to come over and blow shit up with you. So we're going to do it again on Sunday because there were some people that couldn't make it last weekend. So there's going to be some that are coming over this Sunday instead. So, so we, we get to a, do it again. We got our, uh, the skeet launcher out. We were doing some, some skeet shooting, practicing with the, with the, uh, with the shotguns, which you sunk my battleship. Yeah. And then we played uh, a little bit of battleship. So, uh, I have these targets that are, I don't know. It's about a foot wide, two feet high. So you each have a, about a foot square. It's got all of the battleship stuff, typical, like all the ships you would find in the game of battleship. Mm-hmm. And they're the splatter targets. So they kind of, they change color when you hit them. And, uh, we basically went for shot for shot with a 22 pistol, uh, 22 rifles and, uh, just trying to, trying to sink everybody's battleship or each other's battleships. So. I think that would be fun. I think I would suck at it, but I think that I would like to play. It is a riot. Playing battleship with guns sounds super fun. <laughs> well, as I said, we were, we were kind of like, well, we, we launched a whole pile of skeet, stuff like that. And we we're going like, hey, well, what else you do? Because you don't like shooting big rifles and stuff around. I mean, we've got enough of a berm and everything to be able to be comfortably with a, with a 22. And, and ammo's cheap. Like the 300 Win Mag is like seven bucks a round. You buy a box of 500 rounds for a 22. For and like that was the first time you'd ever shot that gun. Yeah. Very it's conservatively. Loose rifle. Yeah. It, and it was not as bad as I thought. It's good. But we, uh, I, yeah. So I got a couple Can rounds Can I ask you it. a question? <laughs> Why did you buy that gun? Because I have aspirations of going moose hunting. Okay. Hmm. That's all. <laughs> That's, I, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to start putting in for moose to get my points up so I can get a moose tag in Ontario. And then... Uh, yeah, so that, and I actually picked up uh, another little thirty thirty, which is a super fun gun, if I can ever get up north 
deer hunting because we can't deer hunt down here with the, with rifles. But um, yeah, and and secured a spot uh, last week for uh, for Timor deer hunting. That'd be fun. Um, so hopefully get out. Uh, I'm gonna try to book the week in November that's right at the rut. So it's never the same, and it depends on when it falls because there's three weeks in November that there's gun hunting, um, and I can't hunt with my bow, and I don't have a black powder gun and i don't and i didn't put in for that so it's signed you don't just get to go those weeks so what do what can you hunt with here yeah. what do you mean oh well because you just said yeah. that you don't have black powder and you can't hunt with your bow what do you so during the gun hunting you can't hunt with a bow oh during the gun hunt those three gun hunting weeks here where we are in our area you can only shoot black powder which i don't own that and i don't have much interest and i didn't put in for that for a week on that um, you're tied to one week though if you're going to go gun hunting, you can. What are the other two weeks? So you apply for your favorite two, which two weeks you want, and they give you one of those two weeks. Oh, I see. So it's a lottery. You put your first and second choice, and you get what you get. Hmm. And that's the week. Whatever they tell you is the week you get, that is the week you get. And you can only use black powder if you're shooting with a gun. Correct. Well, see, yeah, during that week in, in RWMU, so in the area, which is, I mean, pretty big here, um, you can uh, in RWMU. It's restricted to nothing but black powder. There, depending on where you are in Southern Ontario, it's some of them allow black powder or shotgun. Hmm. Is black powder and muzzle muzzle loader same the same thing? Yeah, hmm. yeah. So that's like old school. Like, don't get me wrong. They are very modern guns that you still load the same way, and you still put a charge on the on in the uh, like a flint, like the old school like flint style. Although it's not a flint anymore. There's actually a little cap that you put in it, but it is very much. A new version of the old technology, hmm. and they are the reason Hunting being in the Civil War. Yeah, uh, there are guys that are using hundred-year-old guns to do that because they are still completely valid. They are, I mean, aside from being a little more finicky, there's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Um, I took the cat to the vet. Yes, Peaches. Peaches is a boy. <laughs> <laughs> We're we still going to call him Peaches. I misgendered the cat for a while. Yeah, we. I think we all did, yeah. but I would. You know, I thought about it. I, I've never met a female orange cat. They have to exist. Do they? I don't know. Because calico cats are only female. I, I don't know enough about cat I, biology. I know that. I like That's a, a, a weird fun fact that I know that calico cats are only female. And so I wonder if it's possible that orange cats are only males. Well, when you take... When you take peaches in to get to uh, a little snippy. Well, you're going to take peaches in because he, has, he can go in between eight and nine on, in the yeah, morning of his procedure. You leave him there for the day and you pick him up when you're done work. So, so you get to take peaches to the vet. I will ask the question. No, you won't. You'll forget. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, I, th- after listening to back to the episode and editing it and everything, because I usually end up listening twice through the episode, that might be enough of a reminder that when I get there, I'll... Um, so I took the cat to the vet last week to get shots and dewormed and gendered and <laughs> um, aged, like to figure out how old the cat was. So they looked at the cat's teeth and judging by, you know, it still, it had some adult teeth. So they could tell that it was about five to six months old and that it was of a good age to get spayed or neutered. And she's like, yep, he's definitely a boy and da 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 da. So that's that. Peaches is a boy. He's going to get neutered in about three weeks and rehomed, rehomed to Hannah's house. Yeah. The girls are <laughs> going to take him because he is 
much loved and much hated among the the uh, gym community. You know, there's a couple things there. He's like very very affectionate, which is cute. Like who doesn't love a kitten? Well, Kate Kate does not love the kitten. <laughs> um but he's affectionate to a fault where it disrupts the class. There's one member in particular that just like carries the cat around the whole time because she's such an animal lover. Um, but the cat also like waits for class to start yeah. and then shits in the center of like out yeah. in the driveway. The gravel. But like in the gravel right in front of everyone. Like wait until it has a full audience and then drops an epic deuce. And it's just, it's whatever. I know everybody poops and animals poop, but like. You could not do it here. Not thanks. right here. Like, and, and everybody passes through that way. Like if we're going out for a run, someone's going to step and catch it. Like, it's just, it's gross. And. And Hannah likes cats. Well, yeah. And they've been wanting, Hannah has been wanting a cat. And like affectionate to a fault where like if there's a barbell flying around, the cat will jump on the barbell. Like. God, because the kitten's still playful. It's kind of annoying, but yeah. Otherwise healthy, it's going to get neutered. That's probably him. So if you can hear the like. It sounds like a spring. The the tin, like the the tin uh, ductwork. But Lionel's quiet. Yeah, Lionel's quiet. We tied the door shut because we've got Lionel now having been going through the weaning process. Yeah, he's just wasting away, isn't he? Starving. He's in there just like... He wants his mama. He misses his milk. He's uh, vocalizing his displeasure. Bellowing and because he's so big, it's quite loud. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, today was the first time I've heard it really happen. And and I was standing like an arm's length from him when it happened. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) You can feel it in your chest. (laughs) Yeah, it does rumble pretty good. (laughs) Um, The only other thing that I had on my list to talk about was the hike that we went on last weekend. We were a little overstimulated. I'll say. <laughs> a little is probably a I, little overstimulated. You know, I, it's this like my nervous system is on a constant high alert. And I think that's what makes us so exhausted is like the, the, the relentlessness of the nervous system chaos. So we kind of been, we don't talk to the boys. We don't try to tell the boys the possible plans that we do because then it avoids the disappointment afterwards so the western fair has been going on and we have always made a point and we took the boys last year mm-hmm. Bo was just Bo was in the backpack and tooled around a little bit and had someone on a few rides and get some treats and stuff they, we were disappointed last year they didn't have any of the animals and i was excited to see the map this year actually had animals in the back mm-hmm. of it but we were kind of like that was kind of the plan but things were just going sideways and we were like you know i said like let, you know what? You know what we need? We need to just go. Like, we do. I, we, every once in a while, we do this, and I found a couple of cool spots. And you just pull up, and like, I use all trails usually. And it's just got trails listed all over. And I found a new spot that we hadn't been to that was, what, 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes away. Yeah, like Delaware ish, Sharon Creek. We've got all these backpack meals. I ended up buying a pile a while ago, um, partially because I went <laughs> camping and partially because COVID panic. Yeah. Um, about these freeze dried meals from a great company in the States called Wild Zora. Um, they're all like paleo meals and everything. Super clean, super great. All freeze dried. So like we're they're eating them going good. like we could make these things. Yeah. Although it's hard when they make when they're that good, right? Like, I mean, I could easily make that. I yeah. was thinking in the car on the way to school this morning what I could make and freeze dry. Yeah. And I know there's some like um uh Brian Call from Gritty. 
Um, he does a he's a from he's what the gr- gritty podcast. It used to be oh. the Gritty Bowman, but he's shortened it. It's not just the Gritty podcast because it's not just about bow hunting anymore. But um, that's what they do. He actually, like dehydrates a lot of stuff, and they do all this. Like his wife will make all the freeze dried meals, and he goes out hunting with like twelve packs of like freeze dried meals and stuff. So, but yeah, so we threw the camp stove in the in the uh, in the kitty backpack, like the kid carrier backpack, and a couple of camp meals, a bunch of water, um, bug spray. Yeah, <laughs> and, lots uh, of bug spray. And, and uh, by bug spray, Terra Shield. Yeah. Hippie, hippie bug spray. And we put the thermocell yeah. on the backpack. Yeah. And uh, we headed out to a new spot down, not too far from Sharon's Creek outside of Delaware. And uh, we went for, well, it ended up being almost a six kilometer hike with the boys. <laughs> and that hill, there was a couple of hills on there that were, they Pretty were steep. not, uh, I H- mean. Hudson I, did really well. Yeah. I uh, We carried Bo for most of it. And Bo walked around a little bit in the middle for a while. And then uh, on the, the big trip home, we threw He me. tripped a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of roots. It was not an easy trail by any means. And it, it was, was a, muddy because we've had a lot of rain. Yeah. Weekend, so, so we just went out into the woods and uh, found because a log to sit on. and Going to the fair and like more overstimulation and more nervous system chaos was not what any of us needed. It was not. So we did that last weekend. And then this weekend we were like, you know what? That's what we need again. Mm-hmm. So we didn't go far. We just went to one of the conservation areas that's literally like five kilometers from the house here and uh, and kind of did a mini version of the same thing. But we did it earlier mm-hmm. and we didn't go as far and we were home for naps, mm-hmm. like decent, decently early naps. And then we did, uh, we, we've we started to <laughs> frequent small town. Oh, I just heard on the radio, Glencoe, Glencoe this weekend. Oh, Glencoe Fair. I don't know what, I don't know what kind of attractions Glencoe Fair has, but... <laughs> I don't know. Glencoe's a little closer take, than Rodney. Take me to the Glencoe barn dance. Woo! It's probably um, a BX93 dance. <laughs> I would rip a BX93 video dance party right out now. <laughs> but, no, uh, you wouldn't. I would drink a lot of beer at a BX93 video dance also, party. Also, no, you wouldn't. You would drink a lot of Corona non-alcoholic yeah. sun beer. <laughs> yeah. So we... Um, so we put the boys down for naps, and then we headed to the to the Rodney Fair, which was a bit of a hike, but the boys weathered it well. Well, that's because we put a show on for them. Yeah. <laughs> Pro tip. We iPads. watched Finding Nemo. Um, and then uh, Bo was really into the tractor pull. Yeah. He thought that was cool. That was the reason I wanted to go to the fair. There was, yeah. it, it was a small fair. I'm thankful that there weren't a ton of rides because it's, you know, three or four rides and you know, some concession stands and some games and that was about it. And a decent little barbecue truck. Yeah, it wasn't it was okay. Bad. It wasn't it wasn't enough. No. It wasn't enough food. Should have got three. Um I should have got a sitter because I think I would have liked to stay for the whole tractor pull. Should have got a sitter for Hudson. We left Beau. yeah. We left when it was just getting good. So yeah. but by the time we left it was seven thirty and by the time I got home eight thirty. So it was quite late. Was, I mean Yeah. It was fun. We had a good time. Well and I said we, I made the comment, sitting in the stands, they had like three or four of those mobile stands set up. I'm like, we're sitting there and literally everybody around you is just chatting. Mm-hmm. Like not not just amongst themselves, like to each other, to every to us. I was talking yeah. to the old guy next to me. He's going like, I can't believe people are doing that without such an expensive truck and like carried on. And I'm like, I, listen, I'm, I'm with you on this and one. And he like, was old as dirt. He was. He was there with his grandkids who were probably 15 or 20. Yeah. Uh, not Not 20, but 15 for sure. And, uh, grandkids or great grandkids? I think he said grandkids, but he mm. might have just used that as shorthand because <laughs> it would not have surprised <laughs> he me. He was really old. Yeah. 
And, but like he didn't spray have anything. eyelashes left. Well, and, <laughs> like, but when when they when they moved up higher, because he's like the, the kids want to move up a little higher, get a better view. And he stood up and walked over top, of, like was able to like with no help whatsoever, yeah. just like walked over. The, oh, like he good. was functional. Sp- like spry. Oh yeah, that's good. But uh, yeah, I said, that like, was Saturday. I said, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they slept. They slept in until six forty <laughs> on Sunday morning. But they, um, yeah. So they, uh, I said this to you, like leaving there. I'm like, that is small town. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm like, this is why I'm like, I won't, let's go to the Glencoe Fair. What, like, as opposed to like, I said this, like, my dad went for twelve years to to uh, hockey junior hockey games, had seasons tickets, sat in the same seats, same people on either side of him because it was always sold out season mm-hmm. seat. And I'm like, he knew the one guy beside him. The people on the other side. Of him, I don't think he ever said a word to. The same as the football games. Like, no, we talked a little bit to some people around the football games. The guy beside us, but not the people in front of us. Yeah, well, it used uh, to. When Hudson was smaller, we used to talk to the people in yeah, front of us. Yeah, but I mean, they say hello, but, but like, like... The difference between... Do you want to know all of the things I could tell you about the lady that was sta- sitting behind me at the tractor oh, pull? Because that woman did not shut up. I know. But that's what I said. Like, that's the, the... I mean, she was kind. She yeah. was very sweet. She was very nice. But she just told me a lot of things about her personal life. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, as I said, like I'm, I'm like more in love with the like small town fair, small town, just everything. And it's just less, right? Like it's still ridiculously expensive and stupid, and the food is trash and whatever. But like, it's just less. Like the Western Fair is just too much. It's just way too much. I said you bonus that. points if there's like a 4-H livestock show or a rodeo or the giant tomato. Yeah. The size of a dinner plate. I, I was like, see oh the giant my God. Um, f- friends of ours went to the Wyoming fair on the weekend and asked if the boys were going to do 4-H because they saw 4-H, like a cattle show at the fair that they went to. And they wondered if the boys were going to get into that. I looked into it at six. Six? Long mm. t- so, uh, not not recently. Like uh, I remember last year or so I was looking at it and it, you have to be six. Six huh. is the minimum for 4-H. So I wonder, like, what kind of prep should we be doing with him now so that when he turns six, he he's, like, prepared for that? Yeah. I would like to handle the next calf more because I think we didn't handle Lionel much and he got too big too fast. And yeah, because we didn't know what we were doing, so we were focused on Ruby. But I think the next time round we'll we'll have a better grasp of what's going on and what we're doing and we'll at least know how to use the freaking milker. Yeah. Well, the other one is, um, I mean, they do like chicken shows too. So you can like bring in your, cause they, they do chickens, they do rabbits, they do all sorts of stuff. With the right? like, yeah. We'll see what he likes. Sheep. Yeah. We're not doing sheep. sheep. We're, not sheep. we're not doing sheep. We're not doing goats. No. Maybe an alpaca, but I don't think that's part of 4-H. Ducks? I, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, mm. when we go to the Elderton Fair, we'll find out. Yeah. Because there's always that stuff at the Elderton Fair, which is... I, I oh, said this... in October. I still think the Elderton Fair is the best fair in, in Southern Ontario. I don't, like... Is it just me, or is the f- the weather for Elderton Fair always beautiful? Like... I mean, I went as a kid, because that's... Elderton th- is where I grew up. Every time we go to the Elderton Fair, it's a beautiful, sunny weekend, sometimes too hot. It's always the first weekend in October, which I like. Cause they must be uh, sending their Bill Gates bribes in for the <laughs> time. <clears throat> um, that's all that's on my list. Yeah. What do we have for time? 50. How did we do that? We had so much to talk about. We've probably forgot a million things <laughs> to talk about. But. 
We covered the big stuff. Yep. Send your questions. Mm. I'll do a thing on Instagram. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about? What did we talk about? The day that I had to dump 10 liters of milk. Oh. That was, that was an all-round bad day. That was a really bad day. There's so many things that happened that bad day. So I did things out of order for whatever reason that morning. I think maybe I slept in. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I did things really out of order in the milk room. And I flipped. I put the milking claw in the sink full of bleach water and flipped the milker on without taking the milk out of the can first. So I started pumping hot bleach water into, into the PR milking. Yeah. It was a really, really good milking. So that pissed me off. And then I broke a nail when I punched the fence. <laughs> you didn't tell me that part. Yeah. I broke two nails when I punched the fence. I got really mad and I punched the fence. Is that the same day you shattered a jar in the canner? No, I think that, oh, I don't know. The day that I broke the jar in the milk room. Remember I dropped a yeah. jar in the milk room? In the fridge. That was the same week. Uh, no, that was on, I dropped the jar on the floor, but the, the oh, time that I spilt all the milk in the fridge, I was pulling the can out of the fridge and I grabbed it by the the lip and it's the lid slipped off and it dropped straight down and splashed half. So maybe two liters of milk all over the inside of the fridge. So like that, that was over the course of maybe a week that those three milk accidents happened. And then Hudson threw his cup through the TV on the same day that I had to dump that milk out and broke our Shatter TV. the TV. Yeah. And then I yelled at the lady in the grocery store. We need a vacation, like a real vacation, not a week away with all five kids, but like maybe that little cabin in Rodney where there's nothing to do. Maybe it'll rain all weekend. All okay. right. Let's pack her in. Good night. To next week.